0: Hello, welcome to the Science Podcast.
1: This week's podcast is part of Explorathon,
0: which is Scotland's contribution to European Researchers' Night.
1: Ariane, would you maybe like to say a little bit about about what you do? Uh,
2: I am doing my PhD, which is... uh, it's a very long time in university to get a doctorate. <laughs> um, I'm doing it in bacterial detection. So that's basically what your, what your experiment is going to kind of show what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm using a tool called fluorescence, which is what you'd know as things lighting up like UV and stuff like that. So like nice bright colours. Um, I'm going to basically use lasers to show um, the fluorescence uh, detection of bacteria in a patient sort of sample so the type of bacteria that I want to test on it can be found in your lungs so in order to do that um, I would have to have a patient sample either the coffin that nice big mucousy membrane up (laughs) and I would test that sample with my fluorescent probes and the idea is for my probes to stick to the bacteria and then I would shine a laser on them and then they would light up and then I'd know that that was the type of bacteria that I found.
1: We've already we've had like a podcast where we talked about bacteria before as well. So what what kind of like kinds of bacteria do you find? So
2: what my project is based on is the fact that um, there's people out there that have a disease called cystic fibrosis. And um, that's when you have, um, basically, your lungs are filled with this horrible mucousy membrane but it's constantly being made Um, it's quite hard to breathe and it can obviously be fatal Um, and they have quite poor immune systems because of this. Now there's a type of species of bacteria that isn't harmful to me or you well if you don't have cystic fibrosis um, and it's found in water and soil. So, it's pretty pretty widespread, um, but to someone with cystic fibrosis, this can actually be deadly. Um, so, it's called, the disease they get from this bacteria is called sepacia syndrome. And what I'm trying to do is develop a quick fluorescent test to make sure that if someone is suffering from cystic fibrosis, they, and if they're ill, um, just to rule out the fact that this bacteria could be making them ill or not, and then we can give them the right antibiotics to treat that bacteria. So like I said, it's not like it's not harmful to like people with healthy immune systems, people with it, like without cystic fibrosis, we're fine. we can drink water with it. Um, but if they are exposed to this bacteria, it can be deadly. So,
1: is it quite common? Like, how common is it for someone to, you know, you said most of us are fine with the bacteria. So, if they have cystic fibrosis, how how common is that? It's it's hard to
2: say. Um, so, basically, with the bacteria that I'm looking into, it's called Burkholderia. And there's 22 different types of Burkholderia. So some of them are dangerous to people with cystic fibrosis and some of them aren't. So, but it's, it's not very well known because people aren't testing for this bacteria. It's only when you really go in depth and realize that this patient has had this like illness from burkholderia and has died from it, that's when they find out. So in order to prevent that, that's why we're making this sort of test. But yeah, Burkholderia is in your water, it's in soil, like the the bacteria that I actually work with was taken from a patient that was in an Edinburgh hospital. So it is, it's it's everywhere. <laughs>
1: There's not, not much way of avoiding it, really.
2: There's well, there's not much way in avoiding any type of bacteria, really, is there?
1: <laughs> no. no, it's everywhere. <laughs> Will we try and have a wee go of this? Of the Orbeez, do yeah, you think? Yeah, what do we do with
0: this?
1: So you've got your Orbeez, did you put them in a bowl? Yes, I did. So then you should have a little pen there as well. Have you got. Her yes, I have a pink pen. The one, the one that you got with the Orbeez, Noah, but the one with um, the new light on top.
2: So when you're shining that light onto all those, is it Orbeez?
0: Orbeez or Orbeez?
2: (laughs) Right. Orbeez. Right. Got you. I'm not down with the kids, as you see. Um, So when you're shining that light onto them, it's basically representing what my little diagnostic tool will be doing. So I'll be using a laser and... What I want to see is the bacteria lighting up. So, see when you put your laser pen onto the Orbe, and it shines up. What what kind of colours are you seeing from it?
0: Um, so every time I shine it, they go like um, green and blue and purple.
2: Okay, green, so, you've, and purple. so you've got green, blue, and purple, right? Yeah, it's the same so-
1: with me.
2: Have you got the same green, blue and purple? Right. I think
0: all of them are the same.
2: That's cool. Um, so I've got different types of, I call them detection probes. So they're little tiny nanoparticles. And they are going to come on and attach to the bacteria. But these nanoparticles are fluorescent. So when I shine the laser on the bacteria, because all these nanoparticles are stuck to it, it's going to light up a color. And depending on what color it is, is the type of bacteria it is. So if I am looking for, let's say, Pseudomonas, so that's a bad, bad bacteria that causes uh, pneumonia. So if I put my probe into a patient sample and it sticks to that bacteria, it'll light up green because I've put, a type of nanoparticle in there that makes it fluorescent so when I shine that laser on it it's gonna glow a nice green color so then I know that I've found that bacteria.
0: Does it have anything (laughs) to do with the virus? So
2: that's a good question. Um, A lot of people ask me this so bacteria and viruses are two different types of things so bacteria that can be treated with antibiotics. And that's because bacteria is a living cell, so it's a living thing. Whereas a virus is actually, it's not alive, and it's even smaller, and it actually uses things that are alive to make more of it. But they can't actually be treated by antibiotics. You need to treat them with different things. So, that's the difference between a virus and bacteria.
1: I also was going to say, I've got the... Ah, don't look, it's too light in here, but I've got the, I've got a big UV light and they're kind of glowing at the moment. Can you see them glowing?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they look all green.
1: And they do mostly look green. They do. When you look at it through this, they're kind of appearing yellowy-green coloured, which is interesting because they were variety, So I put a mixture of colours in. I put uh, purple, pink, orange, green, and I can't remember what the other colour was. Yellow. yellow. There wasn't actually any blue in it. Somebody said blue earlier, but it was purple was the neatest one I had. So even though there's there's different colours, they're all appearing the same to me, which is interesting actually. So that could also
2: be to do with um, the types of dyes and the types of particles actually need different um, wavelengths of light to react. So sometimes when you have something that's supposed to light up pink, you have to have a type of wavelength. So that's what color that's going to excite. Um, and that will either light up, depending on the colour that you've used. So you might need a different type of laser to show something that's pink. But you might need a separate laser to show something that's blue. Ah. See, yesterday. See, to Mm-hmm. This
0: is what I've done to make a laser. So first, I, use, I took off this lid off my pen, thing then use the laser that's coming out of this, right? And then I shined it on an orb. And then I shined it on three orbs to make a triple laser. Ah. Like, first, like you have one of these. Then it will go one laser. But when you get three and you shine them on that, then you'll get a triple laser.
2: So that'll be you lighting up three different Orbeez with one laser? Do they all yeah. light up the same colour?
0: Well, actually, it turned out to be like a wee bit different. When that's I done that, I picked out a yellow, I picked out a pink, and I picked out a blue one. So a that means good.
2: that that laser is strong enough to show all three of those colours. So that's a that's a really good laser. They're they're good lasers to have.
0: <laughs> it was actually a different colour for all three of them. I'll tell you what colours they went. So for the yellow one it went blue and for the pink one it went yellow and for the blue one it went pink. That's cool. Pretty cool. I was like, whoa, that's so cool.
2: So that's the that's the type of thing that I'm doing in the lab. So I have lasers and they're showing up different colours because I'm using different well, I'm not right,
0: right now. see? I trapped the laser. I actually got up a laser bro. I'm not joking.
2: You're pretty much a scientist now.
0: You get to do that on a daily basis then, Ariane. Pretty
2: much. Um there's there's different types of like dyes, and one that I'm working with is called a quantum dot, and that is very, very highly fluorescent, so that glows a lot when you put the
0: now I'm shining ten, it makes it tr- a a 10-tal laser.
2: You're doing you're excelling. Like you should come and do my work. You're doing much better than I am.
0: <laughs> I'm intelligent at in my school.
1: Good. Super, keen. Super keen enemy. Yeah. Now I'm shining
2: 25. <laughs> there,
0: there. I'm shining 25 and now it makes a 25 laser.
2: <laughs> See, you'd be able to detect lots of bacteria with that laser.
1: hmm Yeah, Is your lab like really really
2: dark then? Yeah so we have the microscope lab um, and that's always in darkness because you need complete darkness to see the fluorescence from the different particles we're using. Um, When you have light it just you can't see it at all because that light is interrupting the laser Um, but then you've got the the bacteria lab that um, that has to have a special fume hood so you're actually working in something that has um, like air constantly running through it so that you you don't spread the bacteria basically. It has to be all nice and sterile and safe. Um, there's lots of different labs that I need to go through. <laughs> lots of walking.
0: So do you have to wear a special suit or anything?
2: So good question. Basically, the types of bacteria, because I'm not working with super duper dangerous stuff, um, and I don't have cystic fibrosis, <laughs> uh, I don't actually have to go through all those like really like high-risk procedures. Um, I wear a blue lab coat, I wear gloves and um safety goggles. So if I was working with something a wee bit more dangerous, um, say like Well, I actually work with Pseudomonas, but that's not classed as super dangerous. I don't have to go through all that. But um, yeah, so we don't actually have any really nasty bacteria that we have to wear, like hazmat suits and stuff like that. Oh,
0: look, I've just found a very
1: small one. Was it a baby or a bee? Yes, baby or a bee. I'm going to keep this one until it shrinks. Oh, yeah, you can see how long it takes to shrink it. I'll tell you a funny story. You know Kirsty that works at GBT. Yeah. Well, she was doing this, um, but with, with kind of other orbies last week. Um, for I think it was for the after-school club or something. And she had she had expanded them at home and brought them in in her car, and some of them spilled in her car. So she had orbies all over her car. Um so she's had to kind of leave it to let them shrink and then they'll get cleared up. But there was a bit of a spillage in her car, which was <laughs> a bit of a nightmare. Because I see when it what gets into the seat, it's a nightmare. At least they don't smell. <laughs> That's true. That true. <laughs> so Arianne was talking about bacteria. Do you does anyone know any types of bacteria?
0: Um weeful forgot-
1: hmm Noah, do you know any types of bacteria that you get? I'm only in P4
0: and how did I know that? Have you ever have you ever had to have
1: antibiotics? I
0: have one time.
1: You did? So you must have had bacterial infection. Yeah.
0: When he I was, was two, Noah I had been lucky. He's been very lucky. He's not
1: had to have antibiotics.
0: I'm telling you how it happened, right? I was two. It was it was four days to Christmas, right? I caught the cold and I was not feeling well. And then a few days later, I sucked up a few germs, and that gave me antibiotics. And I had to stay, in, yeah. And I had to stay in the hospital for two weeks. Did the antibiotics make you better, though, in the end? Yeah, some of them were good. Half of them were good, half of them were bad. But then they were fighting in my, in my body to see who wins. Like, like, like I should resting for, until it was over. And then it, it was, I got good luck and it was good. But see, if I got bad luck, then I would die. Antibiotics are not good for your body because they can kill you at some point.
2: So do you know why they're not so good for you sometimes?
0: Yeah, because like maybe they could make you get a, bi- a virus or something.
2: So what happens is you actually have lots and lots and lots of bacteria in your body, okay? Yeah. And it's called the microbiome. So that's a big family of bacteria in your body that's actually helping you to stay alive. Like you need those bacteria there to... There, are your little soldiers on there on the front line, keeping you healthy. Um, but sometimes bacteria gets a bit out of hand and can cause you to feel unwell. And it's not necessarily a bad type of bacteria. It just made too much of itself. So that makes you unwell. And to stop that bacteria from making you feel so unwell, you get prescribed antibiotics. Now, sometimes antibiotics can actually hurt the good bacteria, as well as the bacteria that's causing you to feel unwell. And that's why sometimes you get, you feel a little bit worse with antibiotics, maybe in a different way. So that's why you get antibiotics to help you, but sometimes they might make you feel a wee bit off, but they're still working. And that's also why they tell you that you have to finish every single antibiotic that they give you.
1: Ariane, did Kirsty mention something that you have quite the pet collection?
2: Oh yeah, I have a lot of animals. Um I have a dog so not that not that crazy i've got three cats and i rescued them all from the middle east and oh, wow. One of them's got three legs because she got ran over when she was really young but she's pretty cool she she can hop about and do everything the other cats can do Um i have a
0: young kitten she's only one.
2: Oh, mine's are maybe two or three now um i also have two horses uh, <laughs> And I have 12 snakes.
0: 12? What? Yes. 12 snakes?
2: And I have 18 tarantulas.
0: 18? Yes. (laughs) That's insane. How can you have that much pets?
2: Because I've got a room in my flat and I call it my reptile room. And they're all in their own enclosures, and the room's nice and hot to keep them nice and happy. And they all stay in there.
1: That's so okay. cool.
0: Now, <laughs> now changed his name again. He said, "I have one dog." Ah, we've seen what? the picture of him already. Yeah. Huh? Can I tell you something? Do you want to know when I got my kitten? See when, when I had my birthday. See when I had my birthday two years ago like my mum was saying sit on the couch and then they were i don't understand what they were meaning i sat on the couch right and then like they opened one of the couch flaps to get the cat out i was surprised i said this why are you opening a couch flap and they said it's a surprise and then two minutes later the cat came out and i was like oh, so cute!" Aww. it was
1: a birthday
0: present then
1: Oh, that's a nice surprise! Oh, there's my also, dog on again.
0: And also, I got um, uh, what's it called? A gumball machine with three liters of gumballs. Wow, wow! Is it is it Ziggy? No, are your dog? This big. This is how big my gumball machine is. Right up to the roof.
1: Wow, that would last you a while then. Yeah. So your, so your tarantulas and snakes, Ariane. did you get them all like at once? Did you get all like 12 snakes at once or did you kind of add them to the collection?
2: Dear God, no, that would be a lot of money. Um, the the snakes kind of have been accumulating over the past four years. Um, tarantulas, they've kind of accumulated over the past year. Some of them are still like little babies and some of them are like adults, Uh I do have venomous tarantulas. Um, none of my snakes are venomous. So they're all like, if, which they never do, they never bite me. They're very, very nice, happy snakes. And um, If they bite me, nothing bad happens. Um, but my tarantulas, that's why I actually don't handle them because it can hurt them if they run away and like fall it will hurt them more than it will hurt me um and if they bite then it can pretty much it won't kill me but it'll make me feel really unwell.
1: (laughs) Wow how do you you just like see when you want to feed them then do you just put it in their tank then?
2: Yeah so I feed them worms um and you just basically sit the mealworm if they're webers you set the male worm on their web because their web is actually fully connected all the way around their enclosure. And if they feel the slightest bit of movement on their web, say it's the web's here and the tarantula's here and I put the male worm on there, they can actually feel that movement. So they know exactly where the male worm is and they will run, run up and grab it. So yeah, and then close that over, <laughs> let you eat. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's so cool.
0: Ever... So...
1: Sorry, Jack, on you go.
0: Pets are so expensive, so you must have a lot of money. Mm-hmm.
2: That's actually very not true. Um, <laughs> because I have a lot of pets, I have no money. <laughs> um, but
0: oh, wait I... a minute, I think I know how. Because, like, you have lots of money before and then you spent them to get the pets?
2: Well, I bought those pets with like Christmas money, birthday money, money from jobs over the years. So I didn't buy them all at the one time or that would have cost me a lot of money and I would have had to have been rich. But they cost a lot of money to begin with. And then because snakes only need fed once a month.
1: I didn't know that
2: so as babies you only feed them you feed them once a week as babies and then as they grow up you can stretch out to two weeks three weeks and then a month because believe it or not snakes can get fat (laughs) and it's not good for them just like it's not good for us it's not good for them either
0: but when they like when they're very big do you need to be fed once a year so So, like that hmm. means you would feed them a hundred years
2: so some of them actually go on what you call a fast, and it usually happens because they get to an age where they want to breed. And because snakes are cold blooded and they don't have energy to do a lot of things, they, it requires a lot of energy for them to do things. And when it's breeding season, they have to basically choose in their head, do I want to breed or do I want to eat? And because it's breeding season, they will choose to breed. But I won't breed them. (laughs) So they think they're going to breed because that's their time. But they actually fast because they think they need to keep that energy. So the longest that one of mine has fasted for is a year. And it was pretty scary. It didn't actually drop a lot of weight, weirdly, because they can conserve their energy really well. But yeah, they can go a long, long time without eating.
0: What if, like, what if they breed, and, like, what if they breed in their tank, what do you think, what would your actual be? Would you be fine with it? Would you be angry with it? Would you be kind of, eat?
2: So all of my snakes have their own enclosures, so none of them are actually kept together because I've got lots of different species. Um, the species that I do have that are the same, I wouldn't like to breed them because they are very, very common in the pet trade just now. So I wouldn't want to add to that because there's so many. So the a couple that I have are called Royal Pythons and they're the type that you would get as like maybe your first snake, same as like a corn snake and stuff. So a lot of people are breeding them just now. Um, I wouldn't like to breed them because there's so many of them already. But there's a pre- there's a couple of really cool snakes that I have that if they were to breed, I would not be mad.
0: All <laughs> oh, your pets have names.
2: Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> I am a total name snob
0: <laughs>
2: uh, because I love Norse mythology. So a lot oh, of cool. my... My animals are named after Norse mythology. So my German Shepherd, she's called Freya. Um, I have, my horses are called, nothing to do with Norse mythology, but Harlequin and Spartan. And then I have my cats that are Luna, Lycan and Lyssa, because they all have to begin with L of course. Um, I have a Ragnar. I have a Leviathan. Um, A Rune, uh, a Magni, a Ripley because I love Alien, and Jigsaw because I love Saw. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, um, they're all very well thought out names because I I don't use like people that name their hamsters Bob and stuff, I'm like (laughs) that's fine for you, but I really need to think about these names.
0: So, yeah. Now Noah's asking why do
2: you have that much pets? Because I love animals and they keep me really busy. So, see, like, you would have your hobbies playing football or, like, going out to play with your friends. Like, my hobbies are the snakes, the tarantulas, and the horses. And the cats are just there for a cuddle, you know. <laughs> huh?
1: Oh well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh. Noah and uh, Jack, do you want to say thank you to Ariane? Thank you, Ariane. Thanks
2: for being here. Thanks for listening to me. Ramble on.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. Good night. Thank you for (laughs) listening.